Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go to Hebrews 1 tonight. And I'm not going to take very long, not going to be before you long. I have an assignment. And we want to stay on it. Oh, glory. You know, if uh, the Lord said this to me, he said, if to tell you, if hands were laid on you tonight, something's different. And there's just things you're not going to deal with no more. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But we're going to help everybody. There's some things that the Lord uh, has been talking to me about. Now, I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I don't want to say this. I'm, we're, not, we're not putting the bike in gear. But you're, you remember, uh, uh, if, if you've rode motorcycles very long, you used to have a kickstart. And you kickstart, right? Or, or if you've got a more modern bike, you've got a push-button start. But here's the thing. It's in neutral, and we got it started. All right, uh, tonight we're going to get the bike running for six days of faith. Amen. And we want to look at the, the dimension of faith. That's what I'm going to be dealing with the whole six days in my time. Of course, Pastor Michelle will be here ministering as well. But there's something the Lord wanted me to talk about tonight. And uh, uh, I'm just trusting him that he'll tie it all together. And... Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 1, and uh, let's look here in verse 13. But to which of the angels said he, the Father, at any time, sit on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? We talked about that this morning. He said, are not all, are they not all? Now, stop right there and, and always ask yourself, who is he referring to? Are they... Not all. Well, he's, he's referring to angels. Are they, are they not all ministering spirits? Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Interesting, the word ministering there, it's only used one time in the whole Bible, and it's used in this verse. Right? And it's a specific reference to the angels ministering to the heirs of salvation. Say out loud, I'm an heir of salvation. I'm an heir of salvation. Amen. Uh, the Bible says to render service for those who are heirs of salvation. Amen. To render service. Now, there's some things the Lord has us teaching on. We've been teaching on Wednesdays and Sunday mornings and... and uh, uh, on the head and his body, and talking about the authority that is invested in the church because it's invested in the head. And what keeps coming out over and over again in these messages is how little authority the devil has. The devil can't make you do anything. The devil can't try to put anything on you that you can't 
take off. You'll hear people say the devil can't put anything on you that God can't take off. God expects you to shake it off. God expects you to shake it off. Notice what the Bible says in Ephesians 6. It doesn't say, and God having done all to stand, he stands. It said, and you having done all to stand, you stand. But how's, how's the Amplified Bible say we stand? Having overcome all. Now, wait a minute, here's the thing. Here's, what people, here's where people make the mistake. They think they're still overcoming. When the Bible says you've overcome all. It says in the book of Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, we read it this morning. I'm not going to take the time to go to it. You'll remember it. You can write it down. It said that, that God seated Jesus at his right hand far above all principality. That word principality means the origin is from the beginning. All right, principality's origin from the beginning. That, that's referring to demon rulers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, even from the beginning, far above all principality, far above all power. The word power is dunamis. All right, it's any power that's ever been. He's seated far above it. Dominion, all right, that means rulership, authority, lordship. He's been seated far above all of it and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So he's saying name any name and even some you don't know about. And he's seated far above, how many? All of them. All of them. Well, yes, pastor, that's wonderful. You know, that's Jesus, glory to God. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Well, just uh, mosey on down to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Try that on. And you hath he quickened. Is this right? He's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places, in Christ. The Amplified Bible of this verse says he has given us joint seating with Christ. Amen. That's your position. Say it out loud. That's my position. Now here, that may not be your circumstance, but that's your position. You understand? Hallelujah. So all principality, all power, all might, all dominion, every name that is named. And he's seated far above that, and you're seated with him in Christ. We read in Ephesians today where it says that, that, that the power that works in us is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. It says it's the same power that he wrought when he raised Christ from the dead. And he said that same power is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. What's the key? Yielding to that power. The degree that you yield to the power is the degree that it operates in your life. Amen. When, when your mindset is there certain things you can do and certain things you can't do, it limits the effectiveness of the power that's working in your life. I want, I want you to think about something. And I'm going to get to this verse. I haven't forgot. <laughs> think how impossible it was for you to be saved. Just think back. Now, you don't remember all this because you can't remember all of it. When you were born, you were born a sinner. 
You were born without hope. Had none. Isn't that right? Because Adam put everybody in the same boat. Glory to God. Amen. Couldn't change yourself. Couldn't fix yourself. Couldn't restore yourself. Sure, couldn't make yourself a new creature. Glory. Well, think about this. Now, this is something you got to think about. When Jesus came into the earth, he lived a perfect life, a sinful life. He was the Son of God. Amen. At that time, the only divine Son of God on the earth. You and I are sons and daughters of God now. But, but listen, when Jesus prayed in the garden and he said, Father, he said, uh, let this cup pass from me, right? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And the Bible says after he prayed that once, he went and talked to the disciples and woke them up, remember? And then he went back and it says he prayed again, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And went and woke the disciples up again. Remember? And then he went back the third time. And Matthew says he went back the third time and prayed the same words. Luke says he was writhing in agony on the ground. Wrestling with this. Amen. And then it says in Luke that then an angel came and ministered to him. Strengthened him. And remember, he went back and talked to the disciples, and they were still asleep, and he goes, oh, go on, boys, sleep on. He said, my betrayer's at hand. Glory. Now, I'm I'm going through all that for a reason. People say, yes, he was looking at, at the cross. Listen, listen, the cross was a physical suffering that had a limit. Jesus had to go somewhere, and, and think about this. For anyone to be lost, to die in their sin and to be lost, they are eternally lost. There's no limit. What price did he have to pay to cure an eternal debt? You understand? How immense was the pressure? How horrible was the suffering? Because he had to suffer once for everybody. And the suffering was not the cross. The cross was the means to the suffering. The cross, he shed his blood on the cross. I'm not minimizing that. But what I'm telling you is that's where the blood was shed that paid the price that he went and dealt with. Are you with me? Glory. So he was wrestling with this. I've got to go and I've got to pay this eternal price. Now think about this. It was impossible for Jesus to raise himself from the dead. Couldn't do it. The, The issue with that, God had God had to make a promise to Jesus. I will raise you from the dead. The Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, got together before the, before the world's ever existed because God's plan was never a catch-up plan. It was, it was in writing. 
in, in heaven before Adam ever fell. Amen. You can read it in Psalm 23 or Psalm 22. He says in hell, he lifted up his eyes. In hell, he began to worship and praise God. And he said, uh, 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 Peter quoted it on the day of Pentecost. He said, David, who was a prophet, prophesied that you will not leave my soul in hell. That right? Well, he wasn't talking about David. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus could not raise himself from the dead. It had to be the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? It was impossible. When, when he died, he literally died. Amen. Sometimes people kind of kind of leave the impression that, that, you know, Jesus, well, yeah, I mean, he died, but I mean, can God, people say, can God die? Well, he did. He did. Had to. Amen. But listen, so within a three-day and three-night period of time, he paid an eternal price. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Amen. And on the third day, the Bible says the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Oh, glory. And what was impossible happened. Glory. Hallelujah. How? The power of God. Right? You were dead in your trespasses and sin. You could not save yourself, help yourself, cure yourself, redeem yourself. Glory. The song we sang tonight was exactly right. You were in your tomb. But one day, whenever it was, in church, on the street, at home, one day you made a decision that I need to receive Christ into my life. And wherever you were in your death, the Holy Spirit invaded your life and raised you from the dead. Glory! Glory! And the Bible says in Romans 8, 11, that it was the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. That dwells on the inside of you, quickening your mortal body. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are so supernatural, you have not even begun to understand how supernatural you are. You look in the mirror and you see this body of clay and you think that's you. The real you is so supernatural and so strong in the spirit. There's absolutely nothing the devil can do. No plan he can come up with. No plot he can make that can overcome the wisdom of God that lives on the inside of you you are an impossibility that's possible glory hallelujah 
Amen. Glory. Think about that. Seated with Christ. Seated with Christ. You have joint. Everybody say joint. Seating. Amen. I, I look around the room and, and I see the married couples and I see the Washingtons over here. They're seated together. The pools are seated together. Amen. The bells are seated together. Not the smarts, but they're together. The Penningtons are somewhat together. Dale's got to watch out. That horn has a trip hammer. <laughs> but, but, but understand what that means to be seated together. It means something. Amen. If you're, if you're, invited, if you're invited to a banquet, amen, and, 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 and they say, we're going to seat you at the head table where you're, you have joint seating. See, I'm not God, you're not God, I'm not Christ, you're not Christ, but I have Christ in me. Ah, glory. And I have joint seating with him. Why? Because wherever he's at, I am. Think about this. Wherever he's at, I am. Wherever I am, he is. So where's he seated? Right hand of the Father. How far above all principality, might, power, and dominion? Far above. Far above. Far above. Not, not just a little bit. Far above. Where are you at? Far above. Isn't that good news? The devil wants you to stay ignorant of that. Because he's got to bring you down on the possibility level to defeat you. Faith deals with the impossible. Faith does the impossible. Amen. Now, I'm getting the Hebrews 1. When, when the angel Gabriel showed up to Mary, and he said, uh, uh, said to Mary, he said, you're highly favored. You found favor among women. And he said, uh, he said uh, you're going to be the mother of the Son of God. Remember what Mary said? Okay, but how are these things going to be? And what would she say? I've never known a man. I, in other words, I, I know how biologically I understand how things work. And for me to have a child, there's got to be a seed in my body. And I don't know a man. I've never known a man. Never been intimate with a man. What what the angels say? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power, the power, the power, what power came on Mary? The same power that raised Christ from the dead. The same power that raised you from the dead. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, and that thing that shall be born within you shall be called the Son of God. It's impossible. That's impossible. You can't get pregnant without a man. But she did. 
How? The power of God. There are things you're believing God for, and your mind keeps wanting to say how. I'm telling you a very simple answer tonight. The power of God. It's the power of God. Amen. See, the Holy Ghost in you is not just to pray in tongues and not just to speak in tongues. It's to exhibit power. He's there as a wonder worker. Not just in laying hands on the sick and casting out devils, although that's primary. The power in you changes everything around you. Amen. Yeah, but this is impossible. Not to the power. Not to the power. Amen. And see, that's why the enemy's taught has has got people, especially in religious circles, to put it all off on God. Well, if it's God's will, if it be your will, if God decides, God can heal anybody if he wants. Well, think about that. What's worse than a God that can do anything but might not want to? I mean, think about that. I don't care who you are. I'd have a real hard time with you, and I might get 12 good men to take you 12 long miles out into the country and talk to you for 12 good hours and leave you hanging 12 foot high. If you have the ability to do something for your family and you won't, it's a problem. Are you following me? When God tells you in the Bible the power that he has, it's so you will understand that same power dwells in me. And I've got to yield to it, and the same power that God uses, I use. Amen. And when you start getting into the faith dimension, you've got to start dealing with impossible. Amen. Because that's what faith deals with. <laughs> right? Let, let me share this. I'm, I'm just giving you a brief primer. You know, when I was a boy growing up in school, they, we had primers. I'll give you a primer. Hebrews 11.1, 1, what does it say? It says, now faith is the substance, watch, of things. Hopeful. The evidence of things not yet seen. Is that what it says? Now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Everybody say, faith is the substance of things. Substance say this, say, things seen, things seen and, things unseen. and things unseen. Faith is the substance. Is the that word substance means the foundation. It means the undergirding. It, it, means, it means it carries the idea of a bridge that crosses from one point to another. It's the standing under. It's, it's, it's the foundation, faith. Right? Hebrews 11.3. You, you know what it says. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, how do we understand this? Through faith. We're framed by the word of God. So that what? So that what? Faith. What is faith the substance of? Faith. 
so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Nothing you see came from anything that could be seen. So listen, so then what you're believing God for, just because you can't see it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It exists, it just exists in the faith dimension. Do you understand how everything's by faith? Are you seated at the right hand of the Father, joint seating with Jesus, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, every name, same, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come? Are you, according to Scripture, seated there? Do you always feel as though you're seated there? No. How how do you know you're seated there? By faith. Because faith is the substance of that seating. It might not be your your circumstance, but it is your position. Hallelujah. Amen. Think think about this. When you talk about the peace of God, the peace of God in your life, the Bible says that that when you, uh, Philippians chapter uh, uh, 4, you'll remember it says says that uh, in everything by prayer, do not worry about even one thing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That right? Next verse. Notice what it says. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Your, your mind may be trying to run away with you tonight, but the Bible says the peace of God will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So, so the battle you're dealing with in your mind, that might not be your circumstance, but it is your right and it is your position. So what do you do? You keep pressing into that dimension. How do you press into that dimension? Show me uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And I'm not taking the time to teach on uh, all of this tonight, but I want you to see this. Oh, glory. Faith dimension. This is how you get into and receive out of the faith dimension. We have in the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believe. So it starts with your believing. What do you believe? Not what's mom and them believe. Or the person next to you, what do they believe? What do you believe? Who do men say that I am? Uh, John the Baptist, Elijah, some say Elijah. Yeah, but who do you say? Right? Well, you know, I knew somebody that was believing God, and they were standing on the Word, and they were confessing 75 scriptures a day, and, you know, it didn't work for them. Okay, what do you believe? What do you believe? Let's go ahead and ask your neighbor say, what do you believe? See, because what you believe determines what you get out of the faith dimension. You'll never receive more than you believe. Amen. Amen. And your believing will never increase without your saying increasing. Just won't. Right? He said, we believed, I believed, and therefore speak. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen. Now, this is not just confession. What are you speaking? 
Now, this goes cuts both ways. You're speaking what you believe, regardless of what you're speaking. Amen. Somebody comes in and goes, I'm just wore out. You believe that. Oh, Pastor, you know what I mean. No, I only know what you mean by what you say. If that's not what you mean, you best not be saying it. Let me go back here where they believe me, right? Is that Kevin said, come on. Think about that. What did the Lord say to us? He said, he said it to us twice this morning, and he said it to us again tonight. I stood in front of every section, and what did the Lord say? What's that? I'm going to struggle no more. Is that right? Is that right? That's what the Lord said. So don't talk about struggling. You will not deal with struggle anymore. Amen. Amen. That's an utterance. That came on me coming down here, driving down the road. And I just said it out of my mouth. I'll not suffer struggle anymore. Amen. Shortage. Not suffer shortage anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, see, you believe that, you speak that. Amen. And it's not just a confession of faith. It's what you believe. You can confess what you don't believe. I've had people before tell me, well, yeah, Pastor, I'm healed. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. They didn't no more believe it than a man in the moon. Now, I'm not staying on that, but this is how you receive out of the faith dimension. Faith is the substance of things. Things that you see did not come from what you can see. That means anything you're going to see may not come from what you can see. But it exists. Dave was talking about being debt-free tonight. That debt freedom is already paid for. It exists. Meaning the finances for it exist. What's the key? You keep talking about how out of debt you are. Out of debt, your needs are met. Got plenty more to put in store. I am so debt-free, I can pay other people's car note, house note, school note. Amen. Amen. And, and, and what begins to happen? Let, let, me, let me help you with this. The Bible says then the angels begin to hearken to the voice of his word. Amen. Amen. Now, the Lord has us teaching on this authority. And, and, and I'll tell you why, because there's things that rise up in the earth, and there's things that rise up in the church. And one of the things that we're starting to see rise up in the church again is this erroneous deliverance teaching. It's coming back, and it, it was strong about 20 years ago. About 20, every 20 years, these things show up. 20, well, it have been 24 years ago now. I had a friend of mine. He... Uh, <laughs> He challenged a bunch of these deliverance people. Now, deliverance is in the Bible, Bible deliverance. But, but you go through the Bible, and you, you study it for yourself, and show me one place where anybody threw up a demon, coughed up a demon, yawned out a demon, sneezed out a demon, and got demons out some other way. 
I'm just going to let you think what you want. But that's the truth. And so he challenged some of these brethren, and they, were, they are brethren. They love the Lord. And then he called me. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I'm going to go meet him. I want you to go with me. I knew what that meant. You want me to do the talking. Thank you. Well, it didn't take, I mean, you, you know, you just go through the word. And so we got there, and, and this group was talking about deliverance and, and how you needed regular deliverance. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm, I'm helping you tonight. He wasn't talking about sinners. They weren't talking about sinners. They were talking about believers, that believers need regular deliverance sessions. That you got to put yourself through deliverance or go to somebody and get delivered. If, if you're born again here tonight, and to my knowledge, everybody is, you cannot have a demon in your spirit. Amen. You can have a, a demon that tries to oppress your mind or oppress your body, but you cannot have a demon in your spirit. You cannot be possessed by the devil. Amen. Because your spirit is a closed system. The enemy has no access to it. That's why he's got to deal with you out here. That's why the Bible refers to him as the Lord of the Flies. He buzzes around your head. He buzzes around your life, but he can't get any entrance. Glory to God. Why? Because the Bible says, whatever's born of God sinneth not, and the wicked one cannot touch him. Ah, glory. Isn't that good news? So we got there. I'm hurrying. I haven't forgot Ephesians. Uh, is it Ephesians? Hebrews 1. And that, that's what all these people were talking about. This one lady said, well, you know, it's like the Bible says, you know, he's exalted uh, his name above all his word. I said, dear sister, you've quoted that wrong. I said, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, he's exalted his word above all his name. What she was trying to say was that we word people exalted the word above the name. Well, we don't exalt the word above the name because the name's the word and the word's the name. And you can't talk about the word without talking about the name and you can't talk about the name without talking about the word. The word is the name. The word is Jesus. Well, she piped down. And they had another brother. And I quoted that scripture I quoted to you. I said, what do you do with this verse? That says, whoever's born of God does not sin, and the wicked one cannot touch him. Well, he just looked at me. He said, well, you're going to cause a problem in the body of Christ. And I said, no, you just, you just need to teach the truth. Amen. Well, you know, I wasn't there to argue. But here's my point. That's starting to show up again. And the Lord's just got us out ahead of it. This is the truth. We have all authority in Christ. You don't need to be delivered. I need somebody to lay hands on me and help me with, with, with this uh, nicotine demon. There's no nicotine demon. That's that, right? If there's a nicotine demon, there's a caffeine demon, and a lot of y'all have it. <laughs> and it comes under many names Starbucks, Folgers, 
Javalier, Scooters, and the very worst one of them all, Duncan. Because a donut demon comes with Duncan. <laughs> and they come in 6, 12, and 24. glory because you know that scripture if you eat one cream horn it brings seven more worse than itself <laughs> glory glory to God now I probably should be careful because you know we're jesting but but the, the right but the point is is get, get that understanding hallelujah he's getting us out in front of this He's telling us you will not suffer shortage again. You will not suffer shortage again. You will not suffer shortage again. Now, there's a reason. He said there in Hebrews, we read it there in Hebrews chapter 1. He said, oh, they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those that will be the heirs of salvation or those that are the heirs of salvation. When, when it says, are they not all ministering spirits, it carries the idea of serving. Now, I'm, I'm almost done. I hope I've helped you so far. Uh, last weekend, when uh, we had the special meetings there in Little Rock, in the Little Rock location with uh, uh, Pastor Jay and Debbie Eberly, uh, it was, I'm trying to remember exactly, I believe it was Sunday morning, and uh, we were closing out the uh, the service I was closing out the service, and the only way I know to explain it is uh, is it th- this is how it operates with me. I'm not it's, it's not a uh, a doctrine by any means, but uh, there was just like a I could just notice a ripple in the spirit, and so we we were just waiting on the Lord, and uh, when I looked up, and some of you were there when I looked up, I I saw an angel standing in the back of the sanctuary. Now, our, our, well, our, our sound area, the AV area in Little Rock, is a little higher than that one. It's probably about seven feet, I guess. And uh, this, uh, this angel was standing on the ground, and he was head and shoulders above that AV wall, and his head was up against the ceiling. Well, we got probably nine-foot ceilings there, ten-foot, ten-foot. So he was at least 10 foot tall. Whew. Amen. And not, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't like, Dave mentioned Jim. He wasn't like Jim. He wasn't thin. <laughs> it, this, was, this was a big, a big being. Amen. Now, now listen. And uh, so what happened then was the Lord began to tell us why he was there. To aid us in our building. So we sent him. And he went. And he went in the west. Right where we've been looking for a building. So think, think about this. Now this is supernatural. I'm depending on you to be supernatural people. So right now, in that arena, we have angelic assistants working on a building. Right? 
Here's what the Lord had for me to tell you. This is a year to get things paid off. Amen. Amen. For churches to pay off buildings, for people to pay off houses, and the angels are working. Right now, to see that happen. But you've got to keep it coming out of your mouth, rolling out of your spirit. Amen. The angels are working right now on my behalf. They're working to bring that to me in the name of Jesus. They're making avenues for me. They're making inroads for me. Amen. Tell your neighbor right now, say, the angels are working for me. Tell them, say, the angels are working for you. And I, I don't have time to get into it because it's time for me to close. But when you go through the Word of God, you see over and over again what many people missed when God was talking to the children of Israel. He said, I'm going to send my angel before you, and he's going to drive them out from before you. Amen. What does that mean? Angels are involved in us getting in our land, They're, right? There are people in here, you're believing for a home and the enemy wants to make you think it's impossible. You've got angels at your disposal that can cause things to happen. And nobody will understand why, but it happened. Do you remember the Lord said something one time, and I, I, if, I did, if I didn't speak, I think I spoke it in Little Rock by the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I said, I said, if God's got to give your employer a dream... He'll give him a dream about you, and they'll give you a raise, and they'll give you a bonus. Amen. Amen. People say, oh, that's far-fetched. Well, right here sets far, and his brother fetched is out of town. (laughs) And here's mom, Paul, fetch. (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because I came back here the next week, and, and Jeremy and Jamie met me and said, let us tell you something. And they, re- they recited what the Lord had said. And they said, I don't remember the day. You can ask him whatever day it was. They said they went to work, and, the, and your boss said, I want to meet with y'all. Is that right? And I don't remember all the numbers, so just bear with me. But he said, watch. He said, I had a dream last night. Is that what he said? And he said, I dreamt that you all left because I wasn't paying you enough money. Now, remember, these boys had brought him in over a million dollars with their labor. So they're not lazy. It's don't work for lazy folks. They're working. And he said, he said, I don't know all the numbers. You can talk to them. But he said, he said to Jeremy, he said a certain thing. I'm going to give you such and such amount of raise and a bonus. And he said to Jamie, I'm going to give you such and such amount of raise and a bonus. Why did he do that? Because he had a dream that he was going to lose them. Who gave him that dream? God did. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. 
Man, you're, you're believing for a house. You're believing for things. Amen. And they can be trying to make a decision on who they're going to choose. And you've been telling your angel to bring it to you. And he'll just stand right there by him and pop him and say, you need to give it to Anthony. Yep. Yes, Amen. And they'll call Anthony and say, I don't know why I want to give it to you. But you don't qualify, but I want to give it to you. Thank you. Somebody said it right. That happens to me all the time. I'll close with this. Dr. Dufresne, many of y'all remember Dr. Ed Dufresne. He was here with us some number of years ago before he went to heaven, Pastor Nancy's husband. And uh, he was in uh, Southern California, pastoring a church, and he was in a a certain building. And uh, it was actually the old Taco Bell headquarters. And uh, uh, he had... Paid a certain amount of money. They were leasing it. And he needed, at first, $10,000 to, to keep going with the, the process. And uh, he just could not. The money just wasn't coming in. This is a while ago when $10,000 was, was more money than it is today. And he had 10 businessmen come to him out of his church and said, well, here's what we'll do. We'll, all of us will give you $1,000. And he said, uh, he went to the Lord about that, and the Lord said, you're having trouble with one landlord. What are you going to do with 10? So he said, no, that's not, that's not it. Right? Hallelujah. Well, he was in a meeting preaching, and... Uh, one day he got up to go to the morning service, and the Lord said, let your associate go minister in the morning service. I, I want you to stay here. I want to talk to you about something. And he said, so his associate went to minister, and, and uh, uh, he was just waiting there on the Lord. And he said, all of a sudden, it sounded like the door opened. He didn't know if somebody had come back or somebody got in his room by accident or whatever. And he said, I went into the other room, and he said, they're standing in, in the other part of that hotel room was two angels. And they was both in armor. And he looked at him. He said, why are you here? And they said, we're here for the faith command. And he said, I figured it out. I said, go and get me the money for my building. And quick as a flash, they were gone. Well, then you fast forward. He's in his church. He's in his office talking to his lawyer. How are we going to do all this? And his secretary came in and said, there's somebody out here that wants to see you. And they thought it was the guy, uh, uh, the, the landlord or whatever. So the lawyer went out. And he came back in about five minutes and said, I think you need to talk to this guy. He said, okay. Guy came in in a, in a, in a, in a, in a sweatsuit, jogging suit, and sat down. Looked at Dr. Dufresne, said, I don't like you. I don't like your preaching. You're too wild for me. Watch. But there have been two men in my bedroom every night telling me that I need to give you $10,000. And he said, I'm here to give you a check. Gave me a check for $10,000. Took care of that part of it. About a few weeks later, they're having a meeting at the church, guest speaker. And the guest speaker's ministering and and starting to minister. They needed 
few thousand, several thousand more to pay the building off, to own it outright. The guest speaker's ministering, and he looks in the back, sees that same guy that's sitting there in the, in the jogging suit, and he points at him. He said, sir, you need to come up here and obey God. Doctor said, I want to tell him. He's already obeyed God. Leave him alone. <laughs> he said, the man came up. The man came up to the front, and he said, I'm here to pay your church off. And they just looked at him. He said, those two men have been back in my room. I will never suffer shortage again. You will never suffer shortage again. Amen. You understand that? Now, I'm saying this to people that I believe are mature enough to understand. We're not playing games. We're not sending the angels after our pizza. There are ministering spirits that set events in motion so the will of God can come to pass in our life. And right now, I want you to say it as a faith declaration. Say, right now, my angels are working on my behalf, setting events in motion, whereby I will receive what I have need of, and I shall see the manifestation of debt freedom, freedom from poverty, I will suffer shortage no more. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I believe God. Not an accident, you're here. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? I believe you received.